Welcome in, everybody, to the warm, soothing waters of the Juhu Roadshow on-ramp. This is episode six. Thanks for joining me. Um, we're going to pick it back up where we left off in episode five um, with uh, trying to walk on to play football at Mesa State College up in Grand Junction, Colorado, um, summer of 97. Um, I had gone up there, had already registered for school and everything, and um, was trying to walk on to play football for the Mavericks. And uh, went through their summer workouts with them and, and the seven-on-seven stuff and all that. And uh, it was pretty cool. I remember towards the end of the summer, um, we were wrapping up kind of the seven-on-seven stuff. And, and uh, we were walking back towards the field house. And so I jogged up to Coach Jay Hood and I said, um, so, Coach, um, you know, just trying to figure out what's going on here. Um, you know, should I plan on – should I plan on um, – you know, doing something else, getting a job. What do you What do you think? And and it was pretty cool because I didn't really like the guy, but this was this was cool. He said, uh, he said, uh, you don't need a job because you play football for the Mesa State Mavericks. That was awesome. That was really cool to me. That that um, you know all that hard work that uh, Daryl and I had put in going to the to the weight room at three o'clock in the morning in January. Um, all the stuff I had done that spring to get ready. Uh, it paid off, and and I was going to play college football. Um, that was a big deal um, coming from Bloomfield. There wasn't a ton of guys that played college football, and I mean, I I even remember, you know, um, there were pictures in the weight room, kind of a Hall of Fame thing, uh, and there just weren't that many. There weren't that many people that played college football that came from Bloomfield. So that was really cool. I mean, I think, you know, that's kind of in, increased over the the decades, but um, that was cool to be to be. Uh, one of the one of the few that had done it at that point and, and get your picture up in the weight room. So that was fun. So I played football just that it was just that one season. I walked on and, and played football and, and uh I really had a great time and, and you know, made a lot of good friends, um, that I still have. Uh we keep in touch. Um, you know, we may not talk all the time or, or, you know, spend holidays together or send Christmas cards, but you know, you see something that they post on Facebook or something like that, and you like it, and they like what you post, and every once in a while a memory will, you know, come up, or a photo, and you share that, and it's just cool, you know, like some of them are still, they're still in the game, uh, you know, Keith Humphreys is a coach up in the, at a high school in Denver, and Coach Creek, or Chris Creek is coaching a college team, and I think Tony Kerr did some coaching as well, and it's just, it's neat to see some of these guys, as you get older in life, to see them doing well, but um, had some great times at, at Mesa, um, and uh, yeah, it was just a it was a it was a wonderful season. I I still the little things too that you remembered. There was a there was a guy named Rob Pike, um, and I think he was an O lineman, and uh, he was one of the first guys to befriend me when I you know on the team. And it's just a sweetheart of a guy, and uh, you know you you get together and you're stretching and everything and every every day before practice and um rob would always yell out you gotta look good and then the rest of the team would be like to feel good and so i always i always remember that you know like even to this day when you're not feeling great or or you know just not really amped up for the day and trying to get ready and always look you know you're getting dressed and i always tell myself that you gotta look good feel good so (laughs) that was fun man it was such a good time um 
And, uh, it was, you know, and it was cool too, because I ended up just working my ass off and, and got some playing time, which you don't really see that often with, with walk-on. So that was fun. Um, also it, it was, you know, when you, I'd never, I'd never even seen a college football game until I played in one. And I mean, it was a significant difference from, from high school, you know, just the speed and the power of, you know, these, everybody in college is bigger, faster, stronger. And, uh, so that was, I mean, that was a, that was a quick rude awakening, but, um, I adapted and, and had a lot of fun and, you know, um, ended up, um, getting a ticket to ride is what you call it. Um, uh, when you, when you get bumped up from practice squad to the travel squad, which means you're going to get some playing time. And so I got my ticket to ride about halfway through the season and ended up blocking a couple of kicks. That was kind of my specialty was blocking kicks. So that was that was fun, and um, and then you know got my bell rung a few times. I remember one particular time. It was actually the day that uh, they told me I was on the travel team. Um, I uh, for for you know not being the biggest guy, I actually hit people fairly hard. So um, I remember that day. I, this uh, I was playing corner, and this guy they ran a sweep. Um, the the Usually it's like the scout team offense against the starting defense, and and I was getting rotations in with the starting defense at corner, and they ran this sweep, and I came up and hit this guy and knocked us both out, and I woke up and and uh, um, kind of was trying to figure out where I was, and I had a concussion, and I remember I I went up to I went up to my coach, my position coach, his name was Chris Hanks, also the baseball coach. I went up to Chris Hanks and I said, um, and granted, this is my coach. It's like going up to your boss, you know, when you're in college. Uh, I went up to him and I said, hey, I don't know who you are, but I need to see a trainer. Because I I didn't know what day it was. I didn't know what town I was in. I didn't know what planet I was on. And so so they sent me to the trainer and that was the end of, that was the end of my day. But um, those things catch up with you, by the way, those concussions. It's true. That CTE thing is real. But, um, yeah, I just had a wonderful time at Mesa and, and got to play ball for a year, and, and that was fun. Um, but uh was at Mesa for a year, and then I went down to um, New Mexico State for a semester. I was going to go live with a buddy of mine um, and his girlfriend, and... Uh, uh, they ended up breaking up, and I, I had already committed to going down there to Mesa State or to New Mexico State in Las Cruces. So I went ahead and went down there and was down there for a semester. And it was during that time that uh, uh, New Mexico State had a pretty pretty respectable um, news station. That uh, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say it competed on the same level as your network stations, but it was a it was a respectable news station that was run entirely by by the students. Um, and there was a news director that was you know uh, a paid news director by the name of Gary Worth, really neat guy. He was the nephew of Robert Mitchum, which I always thought was cool. Um, but uh, KRWG was cool. It was a nightly newscast, thirty minutes, and that was so much fun. It was so much fun. It was cool because I had actually, you know, already gotten some experience on air and and being on KOBF and everything. Um, And so going down there to college, I mean, it was kind of like being a player coach because, you know, I was a student, but I was also kind of 
um, ahead of the game because I had that experience and could talk to some of these other these other people, uh, these other kids that I was going to school with, and they were very talented journalists as well. I mean, there is there's some some people I went to school with that that uh, went on to do some amazing things. I mean, um, one kid, uh, Makalo Medina, he's out in he's out in uh, L.A. He's at KTLA, I think, and he's I mean he's he's had a fantastic career in news. Another kid, uh, Jeremy Cajola. Um, I'm actually not sure he was in Denver for a while, but I, I don't know where he's at anymore. didn't really care for that kid. Um, but, uh, you actually can see him in Transformers. He's a reporter in Transformers, one of the Transformers movie movies. But, um, uh, and then I made some, some friends there. Um, Ray Teus, uh, I eventually became a news director and I'll we'll get into that later but gave Ray his first job and it was just it was a great experience you know when you're working around kids your age early 20s um and you're you're putting out a live newscast you know it's not pre-recorded that the safety net of pre-recording is not there and so you're putting out a real newscast and uh and 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 you're actually competing uh against ABC stations NBC CBS um, like literally competing. As a matter of fact, the the one semester that I was at K- KRWG, I won the Associated Press Award for best feature story over these these you know professional uh, newscasters and and journalists and reporters at CBS and NBC and and, and ABC. Um, I did a story on this uh, haunted restaurant, and so it was cool. It's a neat little feature story. I look back at it now; it's a bit cheesy, but. It won the Associated Press Award for Best Feature Story that year, which was cool. That's cool for a student. Um, but I, uh, I, I did the semester at uh, New Mexico State, and I had intended to graduate from there, actually. Um, but uh, they wanted, uh, I think, 16 credit hours of foreign language. Uh, and you couldn't, you couldn't take it concurrently. So what I mean by that is... You couldn't do like Spanish one and Spanish two in the same semester. Um, you had to take four, four semesters. And I was, I mean, I was one semester away from being done. And so um, I'm like, no, I'm not staying in college for, you know, another two years just to do a foreign language. So I did that one semester at New Mexico State. And then I, I moved back up to Grand Junction to do my final semester at, at Mesa State. Um, and then I just tested out of the of the Spanish because I, I knew enough Spanish to, to just test out. And so I uh, I tested out of the Spanish and, and finished up at, at Mesa State and uh, had a hell of a graduation party, thanks to Burdette. Um, Burdette and my mom got together and, and, and uh, my stepmom and my mom got together and threw this amazing um, graduation party that <laughs> that actually that it, it actually ended up I'm not going to lie to you we're all friends here we're all adults it actually ended up with uh, a a drunken food fight and I woke up the next morning uh with um like pink boogers because I had frosting so far up my nostrils um, and I had mustard in my eyebrows, and I missed graduation. I didn't actually walk at graduation because uh, I was sleeping on the couch, and uh, it was probably one of the most fun uh, evenings of my life. And 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 
quite a story. There's a lot more to that that uh, we don't know each other well enough for me to say in a podcast, but that was one hell of a graduation party, I can tell you that. Um, when, when it's so good that you actually miss graduation, yeah. So, <laughs> so great times. Great times. But uh, finished it uh, at Mesa State, which is now Colorado Mesa University, if I'm not mistaken. They changed the name of it. Um, but uh, I really enjoyed my time there. And, and so, um, but that time had to uh, come to an end. And so I finished, I finished uh, school there, got my degree in, in journalism, and uh, ended up going back down to New Mexico. And I'm going to tell you, even, even at that point, which was... Um, Let's see, that was 90, oh my goodness, uh, 98, is that right, 90, 98 or 99, 99, it was 99, even at that point, uh, even with the experience I had and the internships that I had, it was tough getting a job in television, and you know, you're sending out tape after tape after tape, and yes, back then you actually had to make copies on VHS tapes and send them out with your resume and wait for people to get back to you. And I sent out tape after tape after tape trying to get jobs. And um, in the interim, I was um, I was working as a welder's helper um, for a company called Elkhorn Construction in, in New Mexico. I went back down to New Mexico and and um, and yeah, I was I was uh was a welder's helper for, well, let's see, that was in May, that we that graduation, so um, four or five months, and then finally in October, um, a position opened up, and I got a job as a um, as a reporter and a morning news anchor. Guess where? Farmington, New Mexico, KOBF. So I actually the place I had done all my internships, I ended up getting my first job there. And uh, which was cool because it was a comfortable way, uh, you know, I hadn't been I hadn't been doing it for about six months, five, six months. And it was a comfortable way to ease back into um, back into television and reporting and being on the air and, you know, that whole thing. And it was cool because I was going back to work for the people that that I'd already, you know, gotten used to and worked for uh, among them, Scott Micklin, who was my boss and the news director at the time. And, uh, and we will have Scott on the show sooner rather than later. Um, and so, you know, got back into it and, uh, uh, just jumped right back in and, and, and loved it just as much as ever. And, and, uh, so was the morning anchor there, um, star, starting in October of 99. Um, and, uh, of course, if everybody remembers, that was a very interesting time, uh, because of the whole Y2K thing. And so, you know, lots of lots of news going on on Y2K and preparation for Y2K. And I remember I did a series of stories on on Y2K and won some awards for that um, for best general news, I think. Uh, but uh, we did the whole Y2K thing, and, and you know that whole that whole New Year's Eve, man, it was it was weird. It was oddly intense. I remember everybody that that worked in, in the news department had to work that night because we didn't know what to expect. We didn't know if, you know, it was going to turn into escape from New York, uh, you know, the John Carpenter movie, or if it was going to be nothing. And obviously it ended up being nothing, but, um, but that was, that was cool. And so, um, uh, we did, uh, 
finished up 1999 and, and made it over into the new millennia. And um, that year, I mean, I only I was only on the news for two months and two in in 99 um but uh ended up um winning news reporter of the year that for in 2000 they give it in 2000 for 99 ended up uh winning news reporter of the year that year um which was very cool large market um which includes all of New Mexico and and it was the New Mexico Broadcasters Association so um ended up winning that and and I think that covers New Mexico and parts of Texas and parts of Oklahoma so um, won the uh, News Reporter of the Year Award that year, which was the first of three of those that I would win in a four-year span. So I was really, I mean, it just, I was really excited to be back doing what I, what I loved doing. But then in the, um, in the first part of 2000, um, I think it was around March or April maybe, um, I got called into the station manager's office. So you had the news director, which was Scott Micklin, and then you had the station manager who was kind of, the boss, the main, the main boss, the the head cheese of the of the station. Um, I got called into his office, and uh, he asked me if I wanted to go visit Roswell, which was KOBR TV down in Roswell, Channel Eight. Um, and I said, okay, sure, yeah, let's do it. So, um, we got on this little plane. I think it was owned by Hubbard Broadcasting. It was a little four seater. And uh, we flew down to Roswell. And let me tell you, flying over the Sandia Mountains in a four-seat plane is not that fun. It's not that fun. It's not that exciting. Um, it's scary as hell because, I mean, just the turbulence that comes off of that mountain will just toss you around. I mean, and, and you know, I, I was okay. It wasn't great. But Henderson was scared to death. That dude was scared shitless over just flying in the plane, he was scared. I think he smoked like seven cigarettes while we were standing outside the plane waiting to get on. But uh, we flew down to KOBR and um, went to that station. And my first thought on KOBR when we first walked in was, wow, this is like a time capsule. <laughs> it's like it's like this station went, you know, it kind of went along until 1985 and then just jumped off the the uh, the here and now train. It was just like it, it just like time had stopped in that station. Um, but the people down there were 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 nice enough. They were cool people, and and uh, so we did a little tour of the station. And I'm still kind of curious at this point why he wanted me to come down here. Um, and I didn't know if he wanted me to you know learn something or you know, get to know some, some other people and, you know, that I'd be working with, or if he just wanted to introduce me to some, some, some people down there. Um, and just so you kind of have a, an idea, KOB is the main station in Albuquerque. That's the, that's the top 50 market NBC station in Albuquerque and KOBF and KOBR were satellite stations that had their own newscast. Um, so just so you kind of have an idea. So um, then he takes me around the newsroom and we walk around and, and, you know, shows me everything. And at that point, it was pretty sparse. There was, I think, one six o'clock cut in um, and that was it. Um, and so um, he showed me around and, you know, I think there was one reporter there at the time. And uh, then uh, we finished that up and, and we went to dinner. And it was at dinner uh, that uh, Steve Henderson he says, uh, well, 
how would you like to be the news director of of KOBR? I mean, you got you got I'm I'm 5 months into this into this career thing. Um, you know, on a full-time basis, not an internship, you know, not a not a re- pre-recorded weekend anchor when I was a kid. He's like, "How would you like to be the the news director of this station?" And I I think I was 23 at the time. Um and and you know, being the news director means you oversee everything plus you're the the evening anchor. You're the face of the station in the evening and I'm the boss of of the news department. So I was pretty taken by that. Um, and I, I said, well, you know, I was, let me talk to my uh, girlfriend at the time, well, my fiance at the time, uh, and, you know, see what she has to say. And, and yeah, well, I'll look, just give me 24 hours. She's like, no problem. So I did. And, and so I went for it, man. And, and at 23 years old, they made me the news director at KOBR, which is, uh, at that time, the youngest news director in the country, and sent me down to Roswell. And so I got to Roswell. I went down by myself initially and um, and uh, took over the station. And when I got there, there was one 6 o'clock cut-in. That's it. And uh, so I said, well... And, and the thing was, is, you know, I was just super ambitious. And when I say super ambitious, I mean like ridiculously ambitious. There was not much I didn't think that could be accomplished. Naive, maybe, but uh, naivety can be a good thing. I mean, if if you're too naive to believe in failure, then you can do a lot of things. You can accomplish a lot of stuff. Um, So first thing I did was I called up my buddy Ray Teus, who I went to college with at KRWG, and I said, hey, man, you want to do sports? You want a job? Uh, and so I gave Ray his first job. He was my sports director and sports anchor. Um, and then we started the search for some other people. And um, one of those people that uh, that we hired was a... Uh, a <laughs> she was so fun. <laughs> um, a reporter by the name of Liz Alvarez. Uh, and we got her out of Los Angeles. Um, and I we always appreciated Liz because, you know, you... You, you become so close and you become a team. And we would always laugh um, because Liz had um, had this thing that she would do whenever she would make a mistake. You know, you do a stand-up. It's called a stand-up. So you do your intro. Um, you introduce the story. And then when you're done, you have a tag out. And that you call that your stand-up. You know where they're standing there on, on camera and they say, you know, uh, you know, Justin Hunt, Eyewitness News 12. You know, that's your, that's your stand-up, your tag. And when she would record, she wanted it to be so perfect all the time, you know, and coming from Los Angeles to Roswell, it's quite a culture shock. So she's always trying to look perfect and do her thing. And every time she would mess up, she'd go, fuck, every time, fuck. So we, we would sit there and just listen to it over and over and over and laugh and have fun with her. But Liz was awesome. And she has gone on to have a fantastic career. Um, I, she was in Orlando, I think, for a while. Um, El Paso. And, you know, with, with each one of these things, you grow um, and you go from, you know, to the next to a bigger market, to a bigger market, to a bigger market. So I think she started in El Paso and then she went to Orlando um, and then Albuquerque. And now I think she's in San Diego and she's made a career out of it. And she's absolutely fantastic. She's done a great job. Super proud of her. And it's cool to say that I gave her a first job and started in in Roswell. Uh, and then we we hired another kid named Carrie something. Oh my goodness, that kid was high strung. Man, that kid was high strung. 
But here we were. There were there, and then there was a there was a production guy named Josh Gant who it was from Roswell. He may still live in Roswell, but he was super cool, and he uh, he uh, was the technical director during the show. So he was kind of running, you know, all the widgets and and cut, you know, changing cameras and stuff during the show. And so here we were. This and we were all in our early twenties. Oh, and there was another there was a another kid or another girl named Lisa. And then this other this other kid named Josh, who was just a jackass. I mean, we actually had a trade out with a with a uh, a salon, so where you know they advertised with us, and we could go get free haircuts. And we actually lost that advertisement deal because he was using so much of it, getting tans and getting his eyebrows waxed. What a jackass! Um, anyways, I I just Lisa, I don't know what she did, and Josh, I don't know what he did, but that that uh, me and Ray and uh, Liz and Josh Gant and Carrie, th- that was the tight group. And, um, it was just so cool because we, we just were so anxious to, to do well and to build and to make something of that station. And so when I got there in April of 2000, it had one six o'clock cut in and that was it. And within a matter of a couple of months, we had, um, we had a morning show with five cut-ins, we had a five o'clock p.m. cut-in, a six o'clock p.m. show, a ten o'clock show, and we had a six a.m. agricultural report, and that was all within a couple of months. And we just—it was just such a cool thing to be a part of because we were just so ambitious, and it was fun, man. And 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 the stuff that you know, the the crazy things that we saw and did, you know, like we would between the six o'clock and the 10 o'clock, you got your dinner break. And usually at the 10 o'clock, you just kind of, you just kind of run, um, the same stuff that you ran at six, unless something, you know, something significant has happened in the interim. But, uh, between six and 10, you know, we'd run out and grab dinner and then we'd come back and we actually, in our little newsroom, created a baseball field game where we had a ball made out of tape. And I think a half of a broomstick for a bat and it was just the dumbest shit ever because there were so many things that we could have broken and we just it was so fun we're playing baseball uh you know in between shows and it just it was so fun and then then there was the crazy things too like you know you listen to the scanners in the newsroom and off the scanners you hear what's happening and you go do a story well for some reason allsup's is it's a it's a convenience store chain, a gas station chain down in, in New Mexico. And Allsup's was famous for two things. It's burritos and it's and it's violence. There was always people getting the the clerks were always getting held up at Allsup's. Um and I remember one night there was a call, there was a, a, a store clerk that had been robbed and stabbed at Allsup's and it just happened to be like less than a mile from the station. So um Ray and I hop in the in the news jeep and we haul ass down to the uh um gas station and I'm I I kid you not we get to the gas station and there's this guy an Hispanic guy and he's standing out in front of the store and he's actually holding he's holding his stomach where he'd been stabbed and he's standing there bleeding through his fingers smoking a cigarette waiting for the police and the and the and the and the uh, ambulance to get there. We were just closer. And so we got there before they did. And here's this dude standing there bleeding out of, you know, bleeding out of his intestines um, through his fingers, smoking a cigarette. He's like, what's up, man? Like, 
UK, bro. <laughs> so that's just the kind of craziness that that uh, we endured, and and it was so fun, man. It was just it was such a great experience, and and I spent. Uh, Let's say I got there in April and I was there till June of, of 2001. Um, and then it, it was just, it, it was time to go. Things had changed, but uh, it was it was an interesting time in Roswell. My son was born while I was in Roswell. Um, I made a lot of good friends while I was in Roswell. I'll always look back on that. It, it was a very tough time. It was a tough place to be. Um, and... Uh, but there was some, you know, there was some fun stuff. The the camaraderie we had in that newsroom was something special. Um, but uh, yeah, it just it had to come to an end, and everybody went their different directions. And sadly, it's just kind of dissipated from there. And the station's not much anymore, from what I understand. And I I visited it once not too long ago. But I'll have more stories from Roswell down the road. But uh, um, holy crap, the show's over already. Uh, but uh, so. When we come back in in episode seven, I'll tell you where I went from Roswell, and 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 uh, we'll kind of kick it into high gear on on uh, you know getting getting from from there to here. But um, in the meantime, I want to remind you guys to uh, to please follow me on Instagram, uh, the Justin Hunt. Also, I want to remind you of uh, uh, my other podcast, which is found exclusively on Patreon. Uh, on it's called the Juhu Roadshow. This is just a spinoff of that. And on the Juhu Roadshow, uh, we interview some amazing guests, uh, you know, athletes, comedians, um, actors, artists, um, NASCAR people. I mean, just some, it, it's just a, a potpourri of really, really interesting people. Um, and you can find that. Uh, it's a subscription-based podcast. It's five bucks a month, um, and you get to listen to every show that we do. And you can find that at Patreon dot com forward slash juhu that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash j-u-h-u um and you can follow that on facebook and instagram as well uh the juhu Roadshow. uh we'd love to have you come over and check that show out and listen to some of the great interviews that we have and like i said it's it's uh, five bucks a month oh and and by the way um if you subscribe during the month of december uh, every every amount or every dollar that we make through subscriptions in December, we're going to donate to a charity, um, and we're going to figure out which charity that's going to be, um, kind of on a on a survey on on Facebook. So, uh, but we'd love to have you come over and and join the Juhu Roadshow and check that out. Again, that's Patreon.com forward slash juhu. Um, that's going to do it for this edition of On Ramp. Um, looking forward to the next one already. Um, until then, you guys have uh, have an awesome day. Mm-hmm.